If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Eight hundred eight four eight WABC 800-848-9222. So we have a busy show today, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, we have a very busy show today. Lots of things happening in the world, in the world of politics, Let's start with some firings. That's always good to start with. Video has emerged. Washington Post staffers. Angry Washington Post staffers. Angry people. Scott, did you hear about this? No. You you didn't hear. Our favorite newspaper. No, nothing about the uh, Amazon Prime firings. No, what happened? Yeah, Amazon Prime, Washington Post. They have decided to tell some of their workers, yet, no, get out, right before Christmas. Isn't that lovely? That's when everyone does it. That's not when everyone well, does it. Well, it's the end of the fiscal, fiscal year, and that's when a lot of companies are like, well, you know, we really got to get these people off the books. It's a shame that it's in uh, mid-December, right before the holidays, but we won't take that into account. Okay, Washington Post. You know, democracy dies in darkness. Or if they fire you. Well, no. For you, for you, the, your your personal democracy is greatly diminished at the point when they <laughs> blow you out. Yeah, Washington Post staffers were outraged today. They are outraged when publisher. I thought I thought that uh, I thought that the Amazon, which is named Bezos, was the he's just the owner. When publisher Fred Ryan refused to take questions after announcing looming layoffs during a town hall event for employees. Of the democracy, democracy dies in darkness. Paper. This is who did this story? I think this must comes from the uh, New York. No, this is from Fox Digital. Boy, they haven't. They having how shall I say? Can you sense the Schadenfreude in this? Uh, Ryan, who serves as the chief executive for billionaire Jeff Bezos' newspaper, shut down the inquiries after reportedly informing staffers there would be layoffs. During the first quarter of 2023. So, okay, he didn't fire them today. He's just giving them a nice little Christmas present. Hey, enjoy your Christmas. Come first quarter, you're going to be gone. So when when upset reporters started asking him questions, he says, we're not going to turn the town hall into a grievance session. One concerned staffer, it's not a grievance session, it's questions. But the new head of Amazon Prime... Washington Post turned his back on the workers, on the little people, and walked away. 
You're fired. We'll have more information as we move forward. Thank you very much. Ryan answered before turning his back and uh, leaving. So folks at the Washington Post have apparently are going to have a very, I don't know, uh, what kind of Christmas do you have when you have this sitting over your head? I don't know. Ask everyone in radio. <laughs> I mean, I would say 75, 80% of people in radio have been fired right before the holidays. Well, you know, it's like the, it's kind of big. an inauguration into the industry. Yeah, it's a big, at the big, at the big, yeah, well. Oh, anyway. There are crime stories that we are going to get to today. We have to. Oh, you know who is not having a good time? Speaking of people not having a good time. Uh, let's see. Sam Bankman Freed is not having a good time. Apparently, apparently, this prison down there in the Bahamas, you know how they say it's better in the Bahamas? Well, guess what? Apparently, is not better in the Bahamas. Prison. The Bahamas prison where FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried is reportedly heading following his arrest was flagged by the United States State Department last year as having, quote-unquote, harsh conditions due to overcrowding, poor nutrition, and inadequate sanitation, which, which includes jail cells infested with rats, maggots, and insects. Get them out. Now, some, peop- some, people, some people that lost money might say that him being in a cell infested with rats, maggots, and insects sort of fits the occasion. But Sam, 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 please, did you know this? Sam pleaded with the judge to please give him, he must have thought he was in New York City, where they just, no matter what you do, they just let you let you out of jail. Yeah, they don't play that mess in the Bahamas. They, because they, he, he begged the judge to let him go. Do you know what he asked? You know what he told the judge? He said, I'm a vegan, and I'm, a, I'm like a vegan man. <laughs> Like, I'm a vegan, and, like, I have ADD, man. Do we have audio? <laughs> no, we don't have any audio. I'm, and I'm just imagining. Yeah, not fake news. He's like, I'm a vegan, man. I've got, like, ADD. Like, like please, like, you know, like, please let me out. I'm like, a, I don't know. Like, I can stay there. Like, you know. And, by the way, like, have you noticed, like, there's a, like, down here in the prison, like, there's, like, this disparity. Like, you know, I don't want to say anything, but, like, I'm, like, going to be, like, the only like one or two of the only like white guys in this jail, man. And it's got like maggots, like in roaches, man, and and maggots and rats. And I can't like eat them because I'm like a vegan. You sound ridiculous. None of that. <laughs> none, none of that helped. Maybe the weeds growing up through the cracks. Hey. So apparently he's going to have to sit his uh, behind in jail. For a little while longer. Mandarava, I love you. 
Schadenfreude. Yes. Now, there are some articles that we'd love to get to. Scott, you used to live in California, Kate, didn't I you? I did. I did. Yeah. Did you you liked it out there too? I liked it. I couldn't stand the the policies. I could the, the 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 politics was just out of control. You can't I mean, if you if you're a completely non-political being, you can maybe eat by being content in California, but if hey, you Rich. Just pay any attention to what's going on around you, you you're insane. Rich, did you ever go to California? Did they let you in the state? No, I'm just asking because, you know, he don't look like a California homie to me. You know, Rich doesn't have like a gold tooth or anything. Like, he looks like a New York homie. Yeah, uh, well, born born and raised in New York. Never been to California. I'm born in the Bronx, so you know how that goes. You've never been to California? No, no, not yet. I, I, I plan to visit soon, but, yeah, no, not yet. I have a suggestion for you. Hit me with it. When you do your first trip to California, yeah, I have a suggestion for you. What's up? Go to Compton first. I see what you're doing. Go to Compton. You want me to wear red too? Now what am I doing? No, <laughs> I'm saying because I. No, I'm serious. The first time I went to, I'm saying this for a reason. The first time I went to California, I went. You know, I flew into LAX. You know, it looks weird when you. Come, it was a little foggy. It looked like weird. I was like, damn, this thing from the air looks like it's like a prehistoric state or something. And then later on that week, I went to Compton. And the, all my life, I had been reading that Compton was the hood. It was the ghetto. It was hood, hood, hood in California. So I roll up in Compton, and I'm looking for the ghetto. And what I see are these single-family homes, nicely manicured lawns. It looked like your typical, it looked like Queens. What year was this? I don't know. This was like. It was, it was the daytime, though, right? Were you there at night? Yeah, I don't go to. Uh, no. Even I had better sense than not to go to Compton at night. I heard there's good food out there. Yeah, well, I heard there's something else out there, too, but I don't smoke it. So, anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm, like, looking, and I'm in this neighborhood that looks like Queens, and I'm like, where's the ghetto? Where is the ghetto? And that's when it dawned on me that California was truly different. It was a different state. In any other place in the world, Compton went the look look like a nice suburban neighborhood, but to Californians, it was the hood, and that's when I I had a major disconnect. I couldn't wait. By the way, my first visit to California, I was there on a vacation, and I tried to get an early flight home. That's back when I used to take vacations, so it must have been at least almost forty years ago. So anyway, but anyway, here's why I bring California up. Scott, you you were from California. You're not going to believe this headline. Try me. (laughs) The governor of California. The governor of California, that would be Gavin the Great, or as I like to call him, Gasm. Gavin Newsom. Today says that California is about to break amid the flood of illegal immigrants oh. 
when Title 42 expires. <laughs> you fi- have you found it interesting that DeSantis and uh, Texas and Governor Abbott have not shipped any illegal immigrants to California? They don't have to. <laughs> Who would know the difference? It wouldn't be making a statement. But, but right. But Gavin Newsom now says that California, California is about to break. It's at the breaking point because of illegal immigration. We just noticed that today. This is the guy that declared the state sanctuary. He said he rolled out the welcome mat. This is the guy that gave free health care to illegal immigrants. I would think it this would be This guy gives everything, and all of a sudden now. It's exactly what he wanted. Why would you want your... We have to go to a break. Gavin Newsom, the great gasm, now says that California, ladies and gentlemen, is about to break. They just have too many illegal immigrants. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. James Golden, Bo Sternley, Rush Hour, coming back right after this. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Sternley on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The holidays are here, and it's time to help make a difference, folks. This holiday season... Talk Radio 77, WABC is teaming up with the Tunnel to Tower Foundation. It's our annual holiday radiothon. That is tomorrow, December 15th. We start at 6 o'clock in the morning. It goes until noon. You can help us. You can do a good thing, too. Help us raise money for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation's Season of Hope. All the money raised will bring hope to America's military and first responder heroes and, of course, to their families. You don't have to wait until tomorrow, though. You can go right now and make a donation. You know, even $11 a month helps out. Or, of course, more if you are generous enough and you feel the urge. WABCradio.com slash donate. Happy holidays. Thank you. From all of us here at 77 WABC and Tunnel to Towers, go to WABCradio.com slash donate. While you're there, you can also do something else. You can win a 77 WABC Celebrating 100 Years poster. It's signed by our very own Sid Rosenberg. Join the 77 WABC VIP Club by downloading the app or go to wabcradio.com slash VIP to join. It's the newest, the most rewarding way to be part of the 77 WABC family. Every week we are giving away prizes to the VIP Club. Well, what kind of prizes, you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. You might get to go to some live events. We're going to have some celebrity meet and greets for you, signed memorabilia. One day that stuff will be collector's items, concert tickets, all that kind of good stuff. This week, a lucky VIP member is going to be chosen to receive a 77 WABC Celebrating 100 Years poster, signed by our very own Sid Rosenberg, all you have to do. Visit 77WABC's VIP Club, download the app, or you can go to wabcradio.com slash VIP Club. By signing up, you'll receive special members-only newsletter and automatically be entered for a chance to win each week's reward. Download the 77WABC app. Join the 77WABC VIP Club today. 
I still can't get over this. After spending the better part of 25 years telling every illegal immigrant in the world to come to California, we've got goodies for you. We've got your welfare here. We've got your health care here. We've got your schools here. We've got a better life for you here in California. Come here. Never mind American law. Never mind that you're breaking the law. Come on. We love you. And one day, we might even let you vote if we can sneak it past those evil Republicans. So after all of these decades of demanding that illegal immigrants come to California, Governor Gasm, the little Gasm out there, Gasm Newsom says California is about to break. Illegal immigrants. I had a question on my um, my text. Have you been to Skid Row in California? Don't go there. Uh, Skid Row. It used to be Skid Row. Now it's Skid City because they got so many homeless, so many people that are, how shall we say, what's the right word, the proper word? Indigent. We have so many indigent people in California. They have their own little cities, and they park anywhere and everywhere they want to. And now the governor says, oh, no, we've got too many. Too many. What are you going to do, Gov, send them back? Are you going to tell them to go back home now? No. This is hysterical. And I guarantee you, you will not. It was just September. September, Earth, Wind, and Fire. It was just September that Little Gasm signed a bill that allowed illegal immigrants to obtain state ID. That was what else you got. Come to California. Every illegal grant doesn't matter. Oh, no, we don't vet you. We don't check to see whether you've got COVID or any other disease. Just come on down. Come on up. The weather's great. Kill someone on the San Francisco Pier. Yeah, you can kill someone. We don't care. Kill our citizens. Kill Americans. We'll give you an ID so to make sure that you feel right at home. So now, after all of that, now Gasm says, little Gasm Newsom, California is about to break. Wow. Wow. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. This is from the Daily Mail today, the federal deficit. You remember that. We used to talk about the deficit. The reason that you don't hear much about the deficit is because Democrats are out spending all your money. Otherwise, otherwise, you'd be hearing, if anybody Republican was spending the kind of money that Joe Biden and his Democrat minions are spending, you'd be hearing about the deficit. Every day. But now we're getting reports spending driven by an 18% increase in Medicare spending, a 94% increase in education costs due to Joe Biden's student relief plan. The federal deficit this month hit 240. That was in November, actually. The monthly federal deficit hit a record $249 billion. 
billions and billions of dollars. That was $57 billion higher than the same month last year. Federal spending hitting new heights in consecutive months. And guess what is happening while the deficit is rising? Guess what's not rising? Guess what's, guess what's getting slower? Tax revenue. We have less money coming in, and yet Joe Biden and the Democrats are spending more money than ever before. The decline in revenues, this is the article in the Daily Mail today, says it was due to a small drop in individual tax withholdings. A 64% increase on tax refunds, so that's more money going out the door, and a 98% decline in Federal Reserve earnings. That's the Democrats. We used to call them the party of tax and spend. That got worn out. People hear that. They don't even care. They are spending money like it's water, and they are not collecting as much money in taxes. These are the same people that tell us the trickle-down economy didn't work. When, in fact, Reaganomics, which they used to call it, and they hated it, they hated Reagan, they hated Reaganomics, produced more revenue to the United States Treasury. And when the tax cuts came, it was even more revenue. More people had money, more people were making money, the, just like with Donald Trump when he was in office. So this is the grown-up economy that Joe Biden promised us. Spending money we don't have at record levels, taking in less money all the while, while California and other states are saying they are about to break because we've got too many illegal immigrants. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, here with you. It is our Wednesday rush hour here on WABC, coming back right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Bring the funk cue. Big head for the house. I'm saying for the nine pounds. Yeah. Get down. Talk about it, huh? Check this out. Original. Keep it going and you don't stop. Love the way we do the hip hop. Oh, yeah. Like this. Check everything. Yo, yo, I do. I got you. True that. Now who that? What you at? I need that. Joint the new point for funk fellas. Sell the drugs. I'm a being rap fanatical. Acrobaticals, individuals, smooth criminals, overweight, lovable, huggable, snuggable, deep, that's me. H to the E to the E to the V to the Y, Brandy. WABC in New York. Brandy and Heavy D bring us back. Wednesday rush hour here on WABC. 
Yeah, baby, wanting to rock with you. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest on the line. Gene Mancini. Gene, how are you this afternoon? Doing well. Thanks so much for having me on. My pleasure. You just won an award from Good Counsel. And for people wow. that don't, yeah, it was, it's awesome. I, I'm surprised. You Thank you. Thank you so much for, for acknowledging that. Yeah, Good Counsel is phenomenal. I cannot say enough good things about the wonderful work that they've been doing for 37 years. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So Tell us about um, them because a lot of people don't oh, know happy good, good Counsel Homes. Okay, so Chris Bell uh, is the founder of Good Counsel, and essentially they are a conglomerate of maternity homes. So what I mean by that is that they take in moms and babies, um, you know, that are facing difficult scenarios, expectant moms or moms with, um, you know, newborns, and they can live with them, I, I think, in some cases for up to two years or even longer. And so they've got five different homes around the different boroughs of New York. And um, I mean, basically are helping, you know, with shelter, clothing, housing, childcare, education, you name it. So they're really, sometimes as pro-lifers, we get erroneously attacked for only being for the baby in the womb. Listen, Bid Council is a great example of how that is just not the case. Now, you have a an amazing, I read your bio, you have quite the amazing background. You used to be with uh, with FRC, the Family Research Council. You have been dealing with these issues of women's health, end-of-life issues. By the way, do, do you, I'm sure you are, are you aware what's going on up in Canada with this? Come, yeah, come in and it, it's, it's just like, come in and kill yourself. Oh, it doesn't matter what the reason. Come in, we'll help you kill yourself. This is amazing to me. What this is, yeah, it's very sad. But anyway, there are people that are doing good work like this. You also used to be with the feds. You used to be with uh, Mm -hmm. with uh, Health and Human Services. So, what what brought you to be, I guess, nominated and then awarded this 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 award? This this was at the uh, Father Benedict Groeschel Award Gala. And what brought you to their attention over, or what brought you to good council homes attention? Well, my guess is that I, I don't know for sure, and I, I'm very humbled and honored, as I said that day. Uh, I think Chris Bell, the founder of Good Homes, everybody knows he's a walking saint, a living saint, and he should have been the one that was honored, not me. But I think that given that the, you know, wonderful wonderful victory that came down from the Supreme Court in June, the Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health decision, which, of course, overturned Roe v. Wade. Um, I think that because of that, because I'm president of the March for Life, and, of course, the March for Life is the longest, largest, longest running, I should say, largest human rights demonstration worldwide. And um, I think because of my role with the March for Life and the fact that probably the march and the witness of the millions of marchers over the years had in the overturn of Roe, that was their way of kind of awarding sort of the overturn of Roe, so to speak. That would be my guess. <laughs> I saw something unbelievable. I want to get, get your opinion on it. I was seeing a video. Uh, uh, Kirsten Hawkins, who we've had on the show before, she works with students in this pro-life movement. She's brilliant, too. Um, she was yeah. doing a Q and a session and I'm not kidding you. I, this blew my mind. 
there's a young cop. She was interviewing. Uh, she was at a Q&A session. A young girl looked to be about young lady, excuse me, looked to be about or a young they, them, or whatever. It is proper these days. I can't keep up. Um, stood up. She had on her crocheted pink hat. I can't call the hat by the name that they call it yeah. because I'd get thrown off the air. But she had on her crocheted pink hat, and she stood up and she said to Kirsten, and I'm paraphrasing her, but I'm not mischaracterizing what she said. She said she wanted to argue on behalf of religion. And she said her particular religion, she believed in Satanism. And Satanism was a religion. And her take was that they are fighting and they should fight legally for the right to, because abortion is part of their religion, and they should fight for the right for Satanism because it was the, the babies are used as sacrifices. I'm not kidding. I could not believe this evil was coming out of this wow. girl's mouth. I could not believe this evil was coming out of this young girl's mouth. But she was happy, and she was ecstatic just talking about this. And I don't think that a lot of us on this side actually believe that there are people who actually think like this in the world. But there are, and it's frightening. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I did not see that video or even hear about it. You you have um, uh, you've surprised me, <laughs> James. Uh, and I, I have to say that I think most people probably fall like along the spectrum there, but not quite like as extreme as, as that young woman was. But there's something that is, um, you know, I appreciate, I guess you could say, how how clear she was because there is no question that abortion is a very dark thing and that um, any any one of your listeners who believes in the Bible, it talks about the devil comes to steal, slaughter, and destroy, and that Christ came so that they might have life and have it abundantly. And there is no question that abortion steals, slaughters, and destroys. I mean, it's so hurtful to women, and I've been, you know, um, throughout my life, in touch with so many women that deeply regret having been involved in abortion. And I should say that there's always hope and healing. So for any of your listeners who maybe, you know, are confused about this message or have, you know, a, like a wound, really a sadness in their heart about being involved in such such a thing, that there's always hope and healing. Like shouldn't, you shouldn't be caught in that after the fact. But the truth of the reality is that abortion takes the life of one and it wounds the life of another. And um, I, you know, I think I will pray for that young woman. That's just a, a wow. What a what a story there. Now, Jean, Jean, we're talking with Jean Mancini, who is the president of the March for Life. Let me ask you a question. Okay, Roe and Dobbs overturned. Are the march, yes, is the sir. March for Life going to continue? Yes. So, so here is the deal. While it is the case that Roe was overturned and that the march began because of Roe, because at that point abortion was legal in a few states around the country, um, but not all. And so what Roe did in 1973 was it legalized abortion throughout the entire country. And so the march then began the year later, and this will be our 50th March for Life. But lo and behold, we've come, as I mentioned, the largest, um, longest, you know, running human rights demonstration worldwide. And sadly, while Roe was overturned and that's a massive victory, 
the human rights abuse of abortion is alive and well in the United States of America. And so um, what I mean by that is that uh, even with Roe overturned and the states having more freedom to enact good laws, we anticipate that the number of abortions this year will downtick by only 200,000, which is huge. That's, that's massive, and that's great. But um, that means that there will still be well over 700,000 abortions. And perhaps even more importantly, um, hearts and minds are conflicted over this. And people, you know, erroneously believe, like this young woman that you were explaining, that a right to abortion is good for women. And so we absolutely have our work cut out for us in terms of educating. But we also still have our work cut out for us at the states and at the federal level to enact laws that are going to build a culture of life. So we will continue marching until the human rights abuse of abortion is a thing of the past. Jean Mansini, thank you so much. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for bringing hope. And also let's thank the good council for their work and for actually doing the work that many people won't do, which is to actually provide help, real help, for those in need at a time of crisis. That's right. Thank you. Thank you for that shout-out for Good Counsel. We should really be celebrating them. They're fantastic. And we celebrate you, standing up for life, standing up for the unborn life in America and the world. As you said, this is a human rights issue. And, Gene, thank you so much for the work you do. And if people want to get involved in the March for the Life, where should they go? Where should they find you? Oh, thanks. Check us out at marchforlife.org and marchforlifeaction.org if you want to be on our activist list. Um, and follow us. We're on all the different social media outlets. Thank you again. James Golden, a.k.a. Boston Early Rush Hour here on WABC. Coming back, your calls are coming up. Also, a chance to win some tickets coming up. So don't go away. Right back. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Chicago brings us back on WABC. Talk Radio 77 in New York. Okay, I said you have a chance to win some tickets. It's your turn. 77 WABC Radio listeners, right now, this very moment, I have a pair of tickets to give away to see Tony Orlando's holiday show. Now, that's coming up this Saturday, December 17th, at Parks Casino. So you can go see the holiday show. You can also maybe, if you're lucky, you know, If you're the seventh caller right now, 800-848-WABC, seventh caller, 800-848-9222, you will win a pair of tickets to tie a yellow ribbon around your Christmas tree this year, December 17th at Parks Casino and Sportsbook. That's the number one casino in Pennsylvania. 
800-848-WABC. For those of you who are not the seventh caller, you can grab some tickets yourself. All you have to do is go to parkscasino.com. And speaking of the telephones, let us go and speak with Saul, who's holding on. Saul is in Brooklyn. Welcome to Boston Early's Rush Hour. Saul, how are you? First of all, I'm a nice guy. I'm not like Republican. Happy holiday to you. That's number one. Thank you. One. You're not like Republican. Yeah, hold two, it. Hold it. Two, hold number... it. You don't do that to the host. Be polite. I'm asking you a question. You said you're a nice guy, not like Republicans. I just want to know what that means, Saul. Okay. No, I just want to say that. Well, Republicans, they want to cancel everybody. You were just talking about Democrats are lose, wasting money on the education. How about you guys are wasting money on military? Close to $1 trillion we are spending on military. I How never said that. Okay, first of all, I will talk about that. On. Hold on. Look, angry person, calm yourself down. We have discussions on this show, and I welcome contrasting views. There's no need for you to be nasty, hostile, irritable, or anything else. Just calm down, take a little chill pill here. And let's talk about it. You asked, why don't I talk about military spending? I support some military spending, most military spending. I think, though, people have legitimately questioned the spending that's going on for the Ukraine effort because the Democrats, your party, doesn't want transparency. And there was a hearing the other day asking for, let us get an accounting of where this money's going, and Democrats, including Ilhan Omar, blocked it. Okay, your turn. Both. Bo, why don't you talk about everything? Don't just say Democrat. I only have an hour. I talk about everything. I talk about okay, things. You, you, you know, keep them up. Keep them up. Go ahead. You just put the Democrats down, but you didn't talk about military. I didn't talk about what? You didn't talk about military spending. That well, we just did. Every, every year. We just did. And if you want to know my views on the industrial military complex, they're complex. We have to defend ourselves. America is the world's superpower. That doesn't mean that I want profligate spending. Here's one thing. You know one thing that would stop it? If One of the things that we might agree on to stop this flagrant military spending, let's stop spending on all these social programs in the military like sex change operations. Let's, If you want to join, and I'm not saying that we should deny transgender people a chance to serve. What I'm saying is, don't come in the Army expecting the United States to pay for your sexual preferences. If this is what you want, then you do that yourself, handle it, and then join the military. And then we should welcome people with open arms if they want to serve and they love their country. But the United States just shouldn't be the, the piggy bank for people that want a sex change operation. How about that one, Saul? Bo, Bo, yes. I agree whatever you say, but that was not the subject that I was trying. If you want to nitpicky mm-hmm. on the budget, I can oh, yeah. find hundred things against you too. What I'm no, I'm not against you. you. If you're going to talk about the budget, then we mm-hmm. have to talk about all items, not just the Democrat side, all the Republican sides too. Excuse me, I've never said otherwise. I have never you said otherwise. You didn't mention anything about Republicans. Because Republicans aren't in charge right now. According to oh our constitution, hello, oh please. My God. Would you oh please my God. stop? Oh yes, my God. he is all of our gods. But would you please, he is all of our God. But would you please just listen to reason for a minute instead of being so angry? Okay, let's go. Okay, the Constitution of the United States, that pesky little document, the Constitution, it says in it, if anyone bothers to read it, that all of the appropriations 
that um, the appropriations come from the House. Now, let me ask you one simple question. Who runs the House of Representatives? I'm sorry, what was that again? Who runs the House of Representatives? Uh, excuse me. We go through this simple, every year, Bo. You cannot it is a simple question. Why can't you just answer it? Who runs the House because of Representatives? Okay, so, so the Democrats are in charge Democrats. of spending. Who runs the Senate? Democrats. Democrats. And who is in the White House? So is it a Republican year, or a Democrat? I Bo, I hope you have your show next year, which I hope you have it for next 300 Me years. too. I will call you next year. When we come to this same situation, I hope you'll be gentleman enough and agree that Republicans running the House. Let me tell you something. When Republicans run the House, if they go on another one of their spending tears, I'm going to complain about it. I don't like, if you listen to this program, I don't like the idea that Mitch McConnell is signing on trying to get this appropriations bill passed. Okay, if you really listened instead of knee-jerking, you would hear some of what you want to hear. But you can't knee-jerk me. I don't think like everybody else. Okay, well then listen, because I said automatically, I said we should stop this debt ceiling nonsense in its track. We should stop raising this debt ceiling. We have to get spending under control. I don't care whether it's a Republican or a Democrat administration the way that this nation runs their finances, if you ran your business like this government runs this country, you would be in jail. Well, I agree. I agree. But well, then, well, then don't be nasty. During Reagan, taxes went up. Every year, taxes went up. You don't talk about that. I talk about many Every things. Every year, went up. Every year. Okay, see, there's no getting through to you. Even when we agree, you're hostile. Even when we... Okay. Oh, and there we go. Language. You have a nice holiday, too. Have a nice holiday, too. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, you know, even, see, you can't make them happy. And, and you can't make people listen to facts that don't want to listen to facts. Let's go to Ralph in New Rochelle, New York. How are you, Ralph? I'm doing well, Mr. Golden. I was just going to comment on the report you said about Governor Newsom in California saying how California is going to break under the weight of the immigrants. But Illegal. Nancy Pelosi just uh, uh, just recently say we need them all to pick the fruits and vegetables out there. That's right. Can invite them all in. That's Didn't right. We need the workers for agriculture. That's right. And you're not allowed to hire an illegal alien. It's against the law. You That's right. Hire these people. That's right. So what is wrong with these people? They're from California. They run California. What's true. wrong with them? And by the way, you can look at the, what they do in every single state. Do you know today the governor of Oregon on her way out commuted the sentences to life of everybody that was on death row? And, I mean, some of these people, I have the list of these inmates and what they did, and it is heinous. But the Democrats are the party of crime. They are the party of criminals. And anything they can do to help the criminal class out, they will do it. Not the victims of crime, the criminals. And so in Oregon, and Newsom did that too. Death row, no matter how heinous the crime, oh, that's okay. We don't need to make them accountable for their crimes. Let's let them off the hook. So, yeah, that's what we're up against in this country. It's time for us to go. i got to mention one thing. 
My book was sold out last week, Rush on the Radio. Amazon has restocked it. And we're waiting to get word that some of the other places it's out of stock have restocked it. Rush on the Radio, a tribute to Rush Limbaugh. So you can find it wherever books are sold. That's it for today. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. And we will be back tomorrow for Boston Early's Rush Hour, 4 p.m. Eastern. See you then. Bye. Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.